from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Ladies and gentlemen, to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, I'm your host, Mike De Niro. Before we get to the show, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world. Thank you so much for subscribing to the podcast. Thank you for downloading and giving us five-star reviews and all the rates. Thank you for following us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. We have a stacked show for you today. We're going to be having all the news in the wrestling world. We're going to be talking about last night's amazing AEW Dynamite with a huge title change. And we're going to be talking... We're going to be going back into the Wrestling DeLorean and going back in time to the last episode of TNA Impact in 2005 and the first episode of TNA Impact in 2006. We are going to be making an impact today. Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Make sure you follow on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. said we have a stacked show today so let's get right into it first of all i want to thank everybody who downloaded the podcast yesterday we had a big big show we had a big big turnout so thank you so much for everybody who downloaded that podcast thank you for everybody who sticks with us let's talk about what's in the news i need a i need a sound drop right there for in the news dun, 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 or some shit like that you know what i mean like dun, 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 dun. Uh, that that's a little that's a little dark. How about something like dun 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 dun. dun wait, no, that's that's Sports Center. I'll figure it out. I need I need a I need a drop. You know what I mean? All right. In the news, this actually happened yesterday. I just finished recording the podcast before I was able to talk about it. But Ricky Starks has a fractured neck. He's going to be out for quite a while. So I want to send uh, you know, speedy. I hope. I pray for a speedy recovery for absolute Ricky Starks, the stroke daddy. I, uh, what's called, I'm a huge fan of Ricky Starks, and I really hope that he can recover and get back into the ring as soon as possible and continue doing what he loves doing. Definitely, you know, a real highlight on AEW. So, you know, get better soon, buddy. Also, in the news, Cody Rhodes decided to drop the trademark uh, battle for the American Dream. He's been, he filed for that trademark a while ago, which is really funny because he he's dropping the battle for the American Dream, and then he announces 
that at double or nothing he's going to be the American dream. But we'll get into that later as we talk about AEW. But yeah, so Cody Rhodes is dropping that. Very, very interesting there. Also, WWE is up for a couple Faxi Awards. You know, shouts to them. Congratulations what the Faxi Awards are. I don't know. I don't really care. But they're up for Faxi Awards. So that's a good thing, I'm guessing. Anyway, CM Punk still taking shots at the WWE, I see. Charlotte posted a picture of her on commentary from this past week on Raw, and CM Punk commented, God damn it, pal. Watch the monitors. Stop saying wrestling. Taking shots at the old man, I'm guessing. You know, Punk, he uh, he constantly has his finger on the pulse, and he's constantly watching. I think he needs to get off his ass and stop watching and start doing. You know what I mean? But anyway, if I sound a little under the weather, it's because he's... God damn allergies, yeah. These allergies been kicking my ass. But we gon' we gonna power right through that shit anyway. So anyway, it is announced that John Cena is going to be getting a HBO Max series for his character, the Peacemaker, from the Suicide Squad. So shouts to John Cena's Hollywood career continuing to progress. You know what I mean? Personally I'm a bigger rock fan. No, I'm just joking. But uh yeah, shouts to John Cena, you know what I mean, for uh, all the success in Hollywood. Anyway, let's get into the AEW Dynamite and last night. Give me a drop. Give me a drop. Ah, AEW last night was phenomenal in my opinion. AEW Dynamite from May 12th, 2021 was a phenomenal show. We had three title matches. One not even from an AEW title. We had New Japan Pro Wrestling showing face. We had a tag team disbanding, and we have a new TNT champion crowned. So let's get into a stack stack show for AEW Dynamite. The show starts out hot. We see Yuji Nagata. We see John Moxley. They're getting prepared for their matchup tonight, and we're going to set it off right out the gate. Yuji Nagata makes his way to the ring. This is the very first match Yuji Nagata had in the United States since his WCW appearances back in the 90s. This is so awesome right here. I got chills seeing Nagata here. We have the IWGP US Champion title match starting off AEW Dynamite. New Japan Pro Wrestling showing face here in AEW, which is phenomenal. I got chills. Then, John Moxley coming out to a brand new theme song. A brand new... Th yo, yo, play that shit. I popped so heavy for this. I thought this was fucking phenomenal. I don't know why. This, this just fits Moxley so well. I know it was a... Paying homage to... A man that we talked about a couple days ago on the podcast... At Sushi, Onita, the god of the exploding match, the god of the death match in Japan. John Moxley is very much so the American Western Onita. So it just fits perfectly. I hope that he continues to ride with this song. It's pretty cool. I, I think that, you know, everyone's saying that it doesn't fit him. It fucking fits him. If you know John Moxley, this shit fits him perfectly. And you know what? Like, AEW, shouts to them to have. A lot more licensed music. I forgot uh, what Orange Cassidy comes out to. But uh, 
having uh, Jungle Boy come out to Tarzan Boy. I don't know what the hell that was outside. Apologies for that noise. But anyway, it sounded like Stone Cold Steve Austin was about to make an entrance in the running on my podcast, bro. You're more than welcome, Steve. You're more than welcome. Anyway, so yeah, like, shouts to AEW for having the, the, uh, the licensed music here because, honestly, that adds so much more to the entrances. I feel like it adds to the atmosphere of the crowd. I always felt like ECW had a party vibe because of all the licensed music used. At least AEW's doing it legally, you know what I mean? But anyway, let's get into this matchup. John Moxley... And Yuji Nagata had an absolute bar burner of a matchup. This was phenomenal. This was smash mouth. This was hard-hitting, strong style. Yuji Nagata has not missed a step. He is so fundamentally sound, like they were talking about on commentary. John Moxley just meshed with him so well. I got to give this matchup a strong 4 out of 5 stars. What a way to start off AEW Dynamite. Shouts to New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW for making this happen. At the end, John Moxley hits the... The paradigm shift in America or in Japan, the Death Rider on Yuji Nagata to retain the IWGP US Heavyweight Champion. He is still the champion. He will still reign. And this was just really good. A amazing sign of respect shown afterwards, bowing to each other, going head to head. These two really had great chemistry, man. And this was just such a treat. If they could pull this off and we could get the occasional New Japan superstar to wrestle in AEW. I'm all for it. I really think that that would be really cool to see. Uh, God, these allergies. I'm really sorry, people. Um, next, we got Ortiz, Jake Hager, and Sammy Guevara. They have a promo backstage. They said that MJF got Santana arrested for stabbing him with a fork. And that Chris Jericho's arm is destroyed after his uh, fall last week into the quote-unquote concrete. But, yeah, so they said that tonight the coordination of the Pinnacle is not going to go the way that they want it to go. We'll see what that means later on in the night. Next, Cody Rhodes is out. Cody Rhodes cuts a hell of an emotional promo talking about how much he loves being American, how proud he is of America and being American. And, yeah, you know, we have our faults. What country doesn't? Yeah, we don't know whether to kneel or stand during the... Pledge of Allegiance, not Pledge of Allegiance, what am I in grade school? During the damn uh, national anthem. Yeah, you know, the whole political party, the two splits is causing a lot of divide between people. But you know what? We are Americans and it's the right to vote. It's the right to protest. It's the right to have those rights that makes America so great. And you know what? Cody's right. I agree with him. And he said that he loves the fact that his daughter is going to be uh half black half white in america and have you know she's she's going to strongly represent both sides and i think that's beautiful this all leads to him saying that he is going to be facing anthony ogogo at double or nothing and that anthony ogogo talks a lot of shit about america and you know what if he doesn't like being american cody's gonna kick his ass out cody's playing immigration here we're going to see what happens. We'll, we'll see if Anthony could go. Anthony could go at double. Yo, this is so hard. Anthony Agogo could go at double or nothing. Because we haven't seen much of Anthony Agogo in the ring. We just saw, what, like a quick uh, squash match. And then him just pee, like punching people in the gut. But Cody Rhodes is going to try to elevate another star. So we're going to see how that goes. It's interesting because at the end he said that for one night only... He will not be the American Nightmare. 
Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics? Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. He will be the American dream. And like I said in the news portion of this podcast, this is coming off of him saying that he doesn't own the right to that. And he dropped the file, the the uh, copyright claim for that name. So I think that it's interesting that he's going to go with it anyway. But very emotional. Nice uh, nice homage to the one and only American dream, Dusty Rhodes, baby. And I really, really thought that Cody Rhodes really delivered this promo really amazingly. Cody's a great talker, man. We'll see if he could elevate a go-go. Let's see if let's see if a go-go could go, or is he gonna put the beats onto Cody? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Next, we got a package of the history of SCU because up next we have for the AEW Tag Team Champions SCU versus the Young Bucks, and if SCU loses, they gotta disband. This was a really good matchup. These two teams always had great chemistry, from their one-night-only matches in TNA to their feud in Ring of Honor to their matches all over the Indies, PWG, House of Hardcore. I've seen them wrestle in. So here in AEW, these two teams really have good chemistry with each other. Uh, the, the Young Bucks are really playing up the, these cocky little bratty-ass heels, which, you know, it kind of fits them because they look like cocky little bratty-ass heels. Like, the fact that these guys are in their 30s and they look like they're little teenagers acting like teenagers, you know, it just fits them. Um, yeah, at the end here, a bloody Christopher Daniels takes the pinfall and he loses. Not before they could throw a little shot at WWE and Matt Jackson does the whole Shawn Michaels to Ric Flair I'm sorry, I love you, super kick, but whatever, you, you know how the Bucks do, uh, and how AEW do, to be quite frank, but yeah, so SCU loses, and that is it for Frankie and Kaz, they gotta disband, they're no longer a team, I don't know if they're going to wrestle, well, I know Kaz is probably going to wrestle singles, I don't know if uh, Frankie, I mean, I don't know if Christopher Daniels is retiring, but this was one hell of a matchup, but 
A problem I have with AEW, and it happened later on in the night too during the main event, is they gotta let these moments breathe, bruh. Because right after this, they show, uh, what's it called? John Moxley and Eddie Kingston destroying the Elite's dressing room. Then they show a Christian Cage promo. Then we come back to the ring and they show, uh, you know, SCU hugging and showing each other respect. But the thing is, dude, this team is, this, this been a tag team since what, 2012? These two are two legends in this sport. Like, they just lost a big match where they got in this band. Keep the camera on the ring. Let them soak it up. Let the, let the moment breathe. Like, there's too much going on in AEW where they feel like they have to cut to the next thing, cut to the next thing, cut to the next thing. If something gets cut out of the show, it gets cut out of the show. But you got to let these moments breathe, man. Anyway, shouts to Frankie. Shouts to CD. But, yeah. After this, we got a Christian Cage promo. He says that he has an open contract next week to wrestle anybody in Team Taz. But instead, he's interrupted by Matt Seidel, who said that he signed the open contract and he wants Christian Cage next week. Christian Cage announces that he will be in the Double or Nothing Casino Battle Royal. So will Matt Seidel. Matt Seidel says that he is going to have to, uh, he's going to, have to make up for his slip last year. But, yeah, so I'm excited. Christian Cage versus Matt Seidel next week should be a really good matchup. Number one contendership match. We got Pac versus Orange Cassidy. Winner goes against Kenny Omega at double or nothing. This match was going really well. Really, really well, in my opinion. Until Pac knocked out, legitimately knocked out Orange Cassidy. He, uh, I think it was a boot or a kick to Orange Cassidy's face. Legitimately KO'd Cassidy, and AEW had to call an audible. Um, I believe the plan was to do a triple threat anyway, but because they had to call an audible, they had to go to the finish a little differently. I think they wanted to go with, like, I think it was announced that they wanted to do a draw, but instead they had to do a double countout. Kenny Omega comes out from behind. He hits Pac with the uh, title belt behind referee Aubrey Edwards' back. And there's a double count out between Pac and Orange Cassidy. Neither of them could get to their feet to the 10 count. And it is announced that it will be both guys. Kenny Omega will be facing Pac and Orange Cassidy for the AEW World Heavyweight Champion at Double or Nothing. So that should be a good matchup. Next, we have the Young Bucks cutting a promo backstage. They said that they want Eddie Kingston and John Moxley at double or nothing. So we got a couple matches announced here. Cody versus a go-go. Pack, Cassidy, Omega. The Casino Battle Royal. And now we're getting John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston announced. That should be a good matchup. I think that there's a, a couple matchups. Oh, also, uh, Kyle Shida versus Britt Baker is going to happen. Next. Oh, and to top it all off, another matchup. Hangman Page cuts a promo. And he wants a rematch with Brian Cage at... Double or nothing. So that's going to be really good. We're going to have another big, big match announced next, though. Because the pinnacle is out. They are basking in the glory. Shouts to Keith Lee. MJF is looking a little ridiculous here. He's wearing a crown. Uh, Tully Blanchard gives all of them uh, Rolex watches. They're just basking in the glory here, like I said. Uh, they're interrupted, though, by Ortiz, Hager, and Sammy Gravaro, who are driving in on a, I don't know, it looked like a... It, it, it was some sort of vehicle <laughs> with a big advertisement for a little bit of the bubbly. 
They're driving. They said that they, it's not going to go down the way they think it's going to go down. Chris Jericho pops out the back with a big-ass arm brace. They said that they want a rematch against the Pinnacle. The Pinnacle says no. So Sammy Guevara pulls out a, it looks like a, uh, for a lack of a better term, a cannon out of this vehicle. And they spray the Pinnacle with a little bit of the bubbly. Very Stone Cold-like. That, that's twice that Stone Cold is referenced on this podcast. And it has nothing to do with Stone Cold Steve Austin. But anyway. A little, you know, this was... It was funny, haha shit. But the thing is, like, this is a little, you know... I don't know if this was paying homage to Stone Cold. Or they're just trying to copy shit that worked in the 90s. But I could have done without that. But anyway, MJF gets on the mic. He says, at double or nothing... They will wrestle the inner circle in the stadium stampede. But this time they're going to save all the ha-ha shit. They said they're going to keep the comedy shit at home. Because they are going to absolutely massacre the inner circle. And if the inner circle loses, that they must disband. This is coming right off of SCU disbanding. I don't know if I see the inner circle disbanding. But... Another huge match. We got Stadium Stampede 2 at Double or Nothing. So this card is really getting stacked. We have a sit-down interview with Britt Baker. JR really, uh, he's good at these sit-down interviews. And Britt Baker is a fucking star. Every fucking week she looks more and more like a star. We got a Thunder Rosa squash match. Then we got a great package from Darby Allen. Darby Allen talking that ish to Miro. Calls him generic. Says that uh, he doesn't have an identity. He was here playing video games. Then he was here being someone's best man and doing wedding shit. Now all of a sudden he's a threat. But Darby's going to eat his words. Because next we have the Darby Allen versus Miro. The TNT AWTNT Championship matchup. Here is the main event. And boy did Miro beat the shit out of Darby Allen. This was a massacre. Good matchup back and forth. Darby had, Darby had some... Uh, Good offense in, but Miro just was too much for Darby Allen and just beat the holy hell out of him. And which this led to a brand new AEW TNT champion. We have a new one crowned here on Dynamite. Miro. Miro is now the AEW TNT champion. He ended the reign of Darby Allen. And boy, am I happy about this. I, I love Darby Allen, but I think that we needed a switch up. And I think that Miro needed something to really sink his teeth in here in AEW. And now he has it. This was a really good matchup. Really good main event. Uh, but once again, they didn't let the shit breathe. Because as soon as Miro got his moment in the sun, he wins the title. You got Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page attacking Sting. You have Lance Archer coming out challenging Miro. Like, let the shit breathe. They couldn't do all that shit last, next week. They could have done that next week. They could have Miro have his moment in the sun. Like, gosh. But anyway, great episode of AEW Dynamite. I'm giving this bad boy a 4.5 out of 5. This was virtually perfect. It could have done without some things. I wasn't really feeling the whole little bit of the... Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. 
starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court and Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics? Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. A bubbly hose down. I didn't really feel the whole, uh, what's it called? I think they needed to let the show breathe a little bit, like I said. But, whoa, this was a really good show. Four out of five. AEW Dynamite hitting a home run tonight. Really, really good show. Now, speaking of good shows, TNA 2005, the last show 2005, Impact. We got to go, yo, strap in. We're about to get into the DeLorean. We're about to go back in time to 2005 slash 2006, and we're going to be making an impact. We are talking about TNA wrestling, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Making an Impact. We are back. Make sure you tune in every week, every Thursday to Making an Impact. We go back in time and talk about TNA, Impact Wrestling from its inception. So, let's get into this show. We are talking about the last ever episode of TNA on 2005. And the very first episode of TNA on 2006, because it was the same night. Because this episode of Impact took place on December 31st, 2005. And it led to the New Year's Countdown and a main event matchup that took place in 2006. So, this TNA Impact started out with Bullet Bob Armstrong. He says that he's going to find Conan and they are going to rekindle the 4 Live crew this mother is a bad jam. Beware, it's the remix. Full life crew, that shit. We then get a recap of last week's episode of TNA Impact. Monty Brown and Jeff Jarrett is out first. They have a tag team matchup against Kenny King and Shark Boy. Before the matchup, Jackie Gator confronts Jeff Jarrett. Monty Brown, oh, and then uh, Don West says after this matchup, he's going to go interview Jackie Gator to see what all this shit is about. Monty Brown and Jeff Jarrett pick up the quick victory, and this leads to Sting's music hitting again. Uh, Don West is backstage. He asks Jackie Gator what this is about. She says that it's about business, and Chris, well, Chris Jericho, what the She says that this is about Jeff Jarrett not keeping his end of the deal, 
She says that Jeff Jarrett promised her a spot on Spike and Gail Kim took her spot. And she said that if she doesn't get her money, she knows a secret about Jeff Jarrett and will go to TNA management if she doesn't have her money. So that's what all this is about. She was promised a spot. She didn't get said spot. So now she's pissed. And hell has no fury like a woman scorned. Next, we get some moments from TNA 2005. We then get A1 from Team Canada versus Rhino, the war machine. This was a pretty good matchup. More of a squash. Rhino gets the victory. Afterwards, Scott the Amore hits Rhino with the hockey stick. It also leads to Abyss coming out and attacking Rhino. They're going to continue that feud. We're going to be getting Abyss and Rhino. Finally, we got Bullet Bob Armstrong talking to Conan. He says that he never... Conan says that he never liked Kip, uh, Kip James. And he didn't know BG James was going to turn his back on him. Bullet Bob says that we could fix this. Conan says he's really sorry and he wants to talk to Kip and BG and they want to fix this. Next, we got Samoa Joe versus Roderick Strong. This was a really good matchup. I enjoyed this. This was a, a squash match for Samoa Joe, but Roddy did get some good offense in. Roddy in this era was not the Roddy Strong that he is today, but still was a really good quality wrestler. And Samoa Joe is just on a whole new level here. You got to change that towel, though. The towel he's walking around with with the blood of Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles is starting to look like skid marks instead of bloodstains. But anyway, Samoa Joe picks up the victory. Next, we shoot to backstage, and Bullet Bob Armstrong is getting jumped by Conan Homicide, who's debuting in Apollo. And by the way, if you listen to Tuesday's edition of... The Asylum years, you know that I'm a big fan of Apollo. So, cool to see him here. The original LAX. Uh, Conan, Homicide, and Apollo are beating up Bullet Bob Armstrong. And he says, tell BG and Kip not to send an old man to do their dirty work. This was just crazy. Main event of the night, James Storm versus AJ Styles. This was a great, great matchup. Good back and forth action. I really enjoyed this matchup between these two guys. Uh... The matchup, though, ended after Chris Harris and Gail Kim got involved and then James Storm hit AJ Styles with a beer bottle. This led to Christopher Daniels coming out and telling the referee that uh, AJ Styles got hit with a beer bottle. Look at the glass on the floor, you idiot. Um, Larry Zabisco comes out. He says that he hears the complaints. He saw what happened. And at 12 o'clock midnight, when it is now 2006... When the new year comes, we'll be getting the first title match of 2006 because at 12 o'clock midnight, it will be AMW defending their tag team champions against Christopher Daniels and the phenomenal AJ Styles, the X Division Dream Team, the two bitter rivals teaming up for the first time. So that's how that last episode of 2005 goes off the air. And we then are given a countdown clock. It is... 10 seconds away, we get a countdown clock. Christian Cage is in the ring, and we get the countdown to the new year. Happy New Year. Fireworks, confetti, all that good shit. We are now in 2006. Christian Cage starts out with Mike Tanay in the ring. He's cutting a promo uh, on Jeff Jarrett and Monty Brown. Mike Tanay says that he is here to officially announce that Sting is signed to TNA and he will be here shortly, but the all the hype, all the video packages, all the little scorpions showing up, that is official. Sting is here. 
he is in TNA, and then Christian Cage gets on the mic and says that at final resolution in the main event, it will be Jeff Jarrett and Monty Brown versus himself and Sting. Jeff Jarrett comes out, he bashes Christian Cage, Cage gets into a brawl with Jeff Jarrett, Monty Brown attacks, then Rhino comes out, A&W comes out, Abyss comes out, Team 3D comes out, all hell breaks loose over here. This is how we're starting off 2006. We're starting off 2006 hot with the war in TNA. We then get AMW versus AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels. This was a tremendous, tremendous matchup. These two guys, these two teams had great, great chemistry with each other. And I really thought that AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels was going to win the NWA TNA Tag Team Champions here. But they do not. Due to interference of the Prince of Punk, Shannon Moore, he attacks AJ Styles during the matchup behind the referee's back. Leading to AMW picking up the victory on Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles. This was a great way to start off 2006. It wasn't really a show. It was about a 30 minute you know, special after the uh, first episode of TNA. So we didn't get two full hours. We got an hour and a half here. But really good though nonetheless. I'm excited for where TNA is going here in 2006. And you should be excited too because there's a lot of good shit happening. And I'll be covering it all every Thursday on... Making an impact here at the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. So, I hope everyone has a great day. Stay positive. Stay safe. Thanks for hanging with us. Make sure you download this podcast. Make sure you give us a five-star review. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Have a great day, everybody. And I will catch you tomorrow with more Wrestling DeLorean Podcast action. We're going to be talking about ECW Hardcore TV, the fallout of Russell Palooza 1997, We're going to be talking about tonight's episode of Impact Wrestling. And we're going to be bringing you all the news and notes around the wrestling world. So, stay positive, stay strong, stay safe. One love. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.